millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. Sweet song. Jackson announced as permanent boss just days before the Charlton Live Christmas special. Oh yes, it's party time. So hello everybody, a Merry Christmas to you all. My name is Louis Mendes and welcome to the Charlton Live Christmas special. I hope you guys are well. I hope you guys are enjoying the fact that Johnny Jackson is now the permanent boss of Charlton Athletic. We'll be talking about that on this uh, this evening's pod as well as, of course, having a quick look back at the defeat at Plymouth and looking forward to our Christmas fun and games as it is the Christmas show. Joining me to do that first up, uh, greetings of the season to Mr. Nathan Muller. How you doing, Nath? Living the dream, mate. Merry Crimbo to everyone. Having a good one? Yeah, not too bad. I ain't got a job this year dressed up as Santa, so yeah, it's all good, mate. I'm glad you added dressed up as Santa onto that. That could have been a really miserable start to the show, that you'd lost your job and you hadn't told us, but excellent. Okay, and also joining us, uh, do they have Christmas in Wales, Tom Wallin? Uh, they do, and I happen to be dressed all in red for this podcast, which I've only just realised. So yeah. Uh, yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas to you, Tom. Also, Merry Christmas to uh, Mr. Mark Newbury. How you doing, Mark? I'm good. Well, I'm rocking the Santa beard this year, so I'm all And the belly. Done. 
<laughs> no, that, that's all year anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, excellent stuff. And also joining us uh, for this uh, this week's Christmas special, this year's Christmas special, uh, I should say, is Mr. Benji Cloak. How you doing, Ben? Greetings to you. Seasons greetings, Louis. I'm ready to get a bit quizzical later. Quizzical, absolutely. And you've got your beer on the go as well. We're having our Christmas party uh, remotely, as uh, apparently everyone has to do now. But um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be having fun and games at the end of the show. Uh, but I think we've had the joy of the fact that Johnny Jackson has finally been announced as the permanent uh, Charlton boss. Uh, we need to talk about that, I think, before we uh, glaze over yesterday's performance at Plymouth. Um, Tom, about time. You know, we, we were moaning on Thursday that it still hadn't happened. It finally has happened now. And I'm so excited for the future. This is, this is a man that Charlton fans can get behind. And all of a sudden, like it makes it so much more special when you're supporting a club when someone you really respect is at the helm. I mean, I thought that Friday, but come uh, yesterday afternoon, I wanted him out. So, yeah, maybe not all rosy after all. But, uh, yeah, obviously, realistically, very, very happy that it's done. Um, I know we'll talk about the deal and, and kind of what the ins and outs of, of that contract are, but... It was a decision that's come far too late, but I'm glad it's it's been made and it, it's obviously the right one. You look at how he's turned the team's fortunes around overall. Uh, the run we've been on, it, it's just fantastic. And, you know, we've seen it on Twitter. We've said it ourselves. It's, it's been doing the rounds everywhere. Charlton seem to do better when they have a Charlton man in charge. And, you know, I, I grew up with Kerbishley. I was thinking this on Friday, actually, when he got announced. I, I started supporting Charlton when I was about se- six or seven. So I had Kerbishley for about 10 years, I think. So I think Johnny Jackson is probably the kind of longest connection I've had to the club. Maybe Chris Powell, but he was obviously on and off. So Johnny Jackson's probably the person that I could kind of link to most at Charlton um, in terms of playing and now managing. So, yeah, to see him here again. I remember when he retired as a player and I thought the idea of a Charlton team without Johnny Jackson would be very strange. And the fact that he's now our permanent manager, I'm just absolutely buzzing for the future and can't wait to see what we can do under him now. Yeah, and, and, and it did take a while, um, Nathan, but we've got there in the end. Thomas Sangard got his man, as uh, as the club website put it. Um, you know, And I guess we, we've known for a while that he was going to make this decision. It was just a matter of when, but it is nice to get it get it all sorted and, and, and underlined in time for Christmas and obviously the, the January transfer window that's going to come after that. Yeah, I think the key point you said there, mate, was the um, was the transfer window, and you know, hopefully, the ones beyond that, because um, you're going to need stability there. He's he's done amazing since obviously you come in. Um, obviously, yesterday was a bit of a disappointing result, but you can't win them all. Um, but it helps him plan now, and it helps him probably identify his targets, which are probably already. So, gives us that stability that we all needed. Um, I think it's obvious, really, what he's what he's instilled into the lad since he's come in with the positive results and the way that we're playing. And um, considering the circumstances of, you know, the injuries we've, you know, we've got at the back, you know, Sean Clare filling in at centre-half of one of the three. And so, yeah, it's it's nice to have it done now and it stops the, you know, the constant questions. And because I'm probably, but bet you're uh, glad that you ain't asking him the same question every week. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I think it's glad to get it done on the line that, that get over the line and we can um, focus on to this lovely uh, festive season yeah exactly perfect uh, gift for, for all the addicts fans I mean a, a few people picked up on the, the wording mark of the um, of the way that the contract seems to be set out uh, automatically renew at the end of the uh, of each of the next two seasons uh, based on the success on the pitch for the addicts so it sounds like it's a performance related contract I mean my view on that, obviously not knowing the ins and outs completely of the deal, was I guess, well, really, all managerial contracts are performance-related, and if you don't do well enough, you're out. So 
and, and I, I don't have any major concern about the way that was worded on, on the website as it stands. There's nothing that, that has shocked me in that. Yeah, contracts in football don't really mean a whole deal. You know, money talks, people walk. Um, we've seen that this season with other clubs and other managers. You know, the Plymouth manager who went to Preston, you know, he was flying high and then they were snapped up and you're thinking he's just walked out on his contract he had. I can understand it being put in there and I'm thinking obviously if Jacko's convinced that he can do that and he's accepted that, and he he knows himself. I mean, if he'd been down the bottom, you know, he could quite easily be getting the bullet anyway. So it's understandable. I'm surprised more um, managers don't have that outline of their contract. They may do, but it's never been made public before. So you know, it's if if Jacko's happy, we're all happy. Certainly, that is the way. And Ben, obviously, I mean, we've uh, been lucky enough to have watched Jackson as a player. Um, it's been it's been a, a real enjoyable ride watching him. Make the step up now and into manager, and uh, I mean it is exciting to see what he can achieve um, and what he has done so far in the opening, the opening stages. I mean, obviously we lost yesterday's game, but if anyone thought we're going to hire a manager and never lose a game again, then obviously they were living on cloud cuckoo land. It's nice, it's nice to see that he's been rewarded for what he has done and the remarkable turnaround that, that he's he's managed to get into this side after after a really atrocious start to the season. Yeah, he's fully deserved it. I mean, he's been at the club now for a while as a player, so he gets what the club is. Um, and then he's made the transition into assistant manager. Well, first a coach, then assistant manager. And uh, obviously, seems like he's uh, done really well on, uh, in that job. And then obviously done it with Bo and then doing it with Nigel as well. So he's gained experience doing that. And he's bided his time and, and now he's ready. And there was that option where... Sangard was saying in the uh, in the newspapers and that that uh, if if I brought another manager in, then we'll just go back to the same setup and Johnny could go back as assistant manager. And, and I think he even said it himself in an interview in the week that he wasn't happy for that anymore. He's he's done ten games, well eleven games after yesterday, and he was fully ready now to. Well, he's shown he's ready with the performances as well. He's ready to take over. And, uh, yeah, we've seen his own little bits of what he's done. He's hugging the players before they all come out to play. And and after the game, he's real, really got that, um, uh, what, what can you say, uh, rapport with the uh, with the players. So they seem like they're all on their side, on, on his side. So, yeah, look, it's, it's working out well at the moment. Obviously, there's going to be challenges coming up, but... To be honest, I couldn't think of anyone else in my whole life supporting Char, and I really want to do well in this job. So I really hope it works, and uh, long, long may his tenure continue. Yeah, it sounded like you were thinking out loud there, Ben, when you came up with the word rapport, but well done. Um, the, um, the Obviously, the interesting news that, that came out yesterday, um, Tom, was, was the fact that there also seems to have been somewhat of a reshuffle uh, in terms of the various... Um, what would, you, what would you call him, backroom staff? I guess that's not what it is. The, the sort of leadership on the football side in terms of uh, Jed Roddy, obviously he's been the, t- the technical director and, and uh, Thomas Sangard said that he's now going to be focusing more on the women's team or the ladies team, whichever way uh, Thomas wants to call it, and uh, obtaining Category 1 status for the academy. So, I mean, that is a bit of a a bit of a change and, and, and I don't know, I, I guess you'd call it a step down if he's been re- uh, focusing mainly on the, the men's first team. Um, and replaced, it would seem, by Martin Sangar, Thomas's son. Um, what did you make of that? It's an interesting one, isn't it? I yeah, think interesting we... is the word that we, we like yeah. to throw, yeah. throw about a lot, isn't it? 
we know we know Sandgard's son's been around for a little while, and obviously Jed's come in, and, and we were told his remit when he first came in. I think, look, I think we could probably argue that a lot of the players that we signed in the summer now are starting to prove a success. I think if you asked us three or four games in, you know, the likes of Claire and Dobbo, etc., you'd be you'd be a little hesitant about. But I think we're starting to see what those players can bring, and if Jed was involved in those, I don't think there's any reason to criticise that. But Obviously, the, the academy status is something big for Thomas. Uh, and obviously, the women's team, again, bringing that under the hat is probably going to involve more of his time now. And I don't know. I don't know whether it's Steve Gallen who's had a word or whether it's it's Sangard who's made the decision himself. But either way, I think it's the right call because Gallen should be in charge of recruitment. And it'll be interesting to see how Martin supports him in that. But so long as Gallen's front and centre, whether it had been him or Jed Roddy, I, I don't really care. So... It'll be interesting to see. I wonder if it is, you know, a performance thing, whether he's, you know, as you said, sort of demoted him, if you like, based on what he's done. Obviously, we don't know enough about it to say that. But yeah, I think if Steve's in charge of transfers, then I'm happy, basically. And and if we can get that academy status, then obviously that's fantastic news. And the fact the women's team are, are progressing so well and are part of the, the CAFC umbrella again is, is great news as well. So it will maybe take another half season to see how that exactly plays out, but I think it's probably positive in the on the whole. Yeah, certainly, and um, you know we'll, we'll be looking at that January transfer window now, Nathan. As we've mentioned, um, obviously, maybe even what we saw yesterday will we'll give him some some food for thought. But if it is Steve Gallen who's going to sort of take this forward with with Martin's help or, or, or whatnot, I guess you know we'll learn a bit more about what Martin can bring to this role, perhaps by the. The quality. I mean, it's. I saw someone say on the forum yesterday he wouldn't have got this job at any other club, which is a fair thing to say, obviously, because he's not been in this sort of world before. But it's. I mean, you have to hope that he's he's, he's going to be an advisor and and not not the top dog. Essentially, you know, some, someone perhaps to learn rather than to to be given out instructions. Yeah, I think that would probably be. Um, that's probably the case. Is you're coming in as a. He's got your foot in the door. I mean, a lot in life is. Sometimes it's not what you know; it's who you know. Um, and for all I know, I mean, obviously, I don't. I don't think he's had any football background whatsoever. He's always been at Zynex, but I don't. He could he, be doing. He played his, a little bit. He played a little bit. It's non-league, but ah, uh, so I mean, yeah, he could be doing his uh, talent and identification qualifications. Um, he could be doing his coaching budget. I don't know, but yeah, I'd imagine he'd be sort of. Uh, well, I'd hope that Steve is um, going to be leading it, and then he'll just be just being involved. Really, I don't know if he'll be the head honcho or making all the decisions because then it makes sort of Steve's position redundant. But yeah, it's going to be an interesting transfer window because I can, I would envisage that we might have to have some going out the door as well as coming in. Um, because we obviously spent quite um, a little bit of money in the in the summer and. We've got quite a, a decent squad as it is, so, and there's a couple of positions for me that I think we need to uh, definitely strengthen. Um, and yeah, it's going to be interesting on you know our, our, our January transfer window. Excellent stuff, right? Well, yesterday was the first game of the Johnny Jackson permanent era. Uh, let's have a listen to the highlights of the defeat uh, down at Plymouth on uh, BBC Radio London. Uh, Alex Stedman was alongside me. The ball's played over the top, looking for Jonathan Lecco. Brings the ball down on his chest midway through the 
two of half running at the edge of the area now still with it at his feet Lecco gets the shot away forces the goalkeeper into a save and that's the first real opening Lecco with the step over fired it from a tight angle Cooper behind it palms it away and it goes out for a chump throw on the going to take this free kick right footed curler towards the far post Stockley's unmarked good save by the goalkeeper massive chance for the addict Stockley found himself unmarked six yards out headed it down into the ground but Cooper makes the save Suarez trying to win that second ball he heads it up into the air but it's towards the halfway line by the home side Dobson stepping in home fans want a foul but nothing doing as Kamara picks it up on the right hand side perhaps one last chance for the home team before half time as the flag stays down Hardy in the penalty area draw the ball across goal well saved comes back out for the rebound and it's in off the post the home side have the lead right on the stroke of half time Kieran Agard the save from McGilvery came back out to Agard a left footed shot dribbles in via the post right on the stroke of half time Liverpool goal one Charlton Athletic nil yeah real sucker punch for the away side and the best time for the home side to score like you say right Ryan Hardy just got free inside the area on the right-hand side. Low shot, good initial save by McGivory, outstretched right leg, but the ball, like you say, rolled straight into the path of Kieran Agard, who made no mistake with the finish. Two or three charmed defenders on the stretch, couldn't get there, in off the post, and the home oh, side had the lead. Dragons, the ball's breaking on the right-hand side for Lecco into the penalty area. Options in the middle, plays it across towards the far post, cleared. Fire Stockley over the bar. All of a sudden, out of nothing, Lecco had space on the right-hand side. They do bring the ball away, and over the halfway line they go with Kamara and their space over on the right hand side for Hardy into the penalty area for on goal this could be too Hardy oh he skewed it over the bar well, I don't know if that bobbled up because that was a dreadful finish from Ryan Hardy a man who has 12 goals already it was a clear opportunity and he's fluffed his line it once more going to be lofted into the penalty area there's a man on mark to the far side in Agard how on earth has he dragged that wide unbelievable chipped over the top Agard gets the wrong side of the defenders as an easy it would appear tap in he gets it completely wrong and puts it wrong on a far post for Elliot Lee just inside the Plymouth half whistles from the home fans Charlton pushing for a leveller perhaps at the end Elliot Lee beyond his man over to the left hand side it goes and Charlie Kirk men in the middle can he get the cross in and it comes from Kirk towards Gilby headed clear still a chance on the far side as Perrington picks it up we've almost played the four minutes out to Dobson cut out but it might drop to Elliot Lee inside the penalty area puts his defender on his backside back to Perrington driving towards goal blocked near the goal line and shortly that'll be that as Plymouth look to bring it away over the halfway line Dobson steps in wins it back for Charlton will we play any more added time Kirk had it on the left hand side in comes the cross looking for Stockley Mike drops win it's always just wide at the far post Oh, it was a dangerous ball from Charlie Kirk, but it just curled beyond Ryan Innes and couldn't creep yeah, in at the far side. Watch now as Perth get ready to take this goal kick. I think we're into the, the final knockings of this game. And there goes the final whistle. So it's the first defeat under Johnny Jackson in the permanent era. There we go. 1-0 loss uh, at Plymouth yesterday. Not the best way to start, unfortunately, the... Uh, the uh, Johnny Jackson permanent era um, in, in very trying circumstances Mark obviously we found out before the game uh, that we had a couple of uh, first teamers missing through Covid um, you know I was I was convinced on Thursday that the game wasn't going to go ahead um, and, and uh, you know it was a tough it was a tough journey to make down there there were cancelled trains and you know let alone dealing with, with, with trying not to catch Covid but I mean it, it, it put us on the back foot straight away and unfortunately the performance other than maybe the first sort of 15, 20 minutes where we had a couple of half chances and one really good chance for Jaden Stockley, uh, it, it reflected a side that's really, that's really struggling at the moment without key men. It did. I mean, we said on Thursday, we wondered how we'd cope if we missed a few players. And obviously, you know, Washington, I think, is a, was a bigger miss from Fainwo. Um Starting soiree in midfield was a bit of an odd one, but um, obviously with no Davison on the bench, and only young Burstow as a striker. 
it, it did make it awkward and Jacko said himself because it, they found out sort of like so late it had affected how they'd been training and practicing all week so it is quite hard to deal with I mean it's not a disaster it's one nil. it wasn't a thrashing it could have been worse if they'd had their shooting boots on um we have to take it on the chin unfortunately um we are, were one of a few games which went ahead, so at least it wasn't called off as everyone had travelled down there, which could have happened quite easily. Think back to Newcastle a few years ago when it was called off with all the fans actually in the ground. Um, so it, it take it on the chin, and you know, hopefully, you know, the Wimbledon game goes ahead now. If not, it gives us a chance to work on things, get people fit. Obviously, it was good to see Innis. I think he that probably came a little too early for him, but um, I think it's good to get him back on the bench, back with a side. You know, and we do look a bit more of a threat at set pieces. I mean, I listened to your commentary yesterday, and you were saying you know, if we get a chance and he can put it back across, there weren't many teams who could deal with him. So, you know, it's disappointing, but it's not the worst. I mean, it was ironic as soon as Jacko got made manager, our first game we lose, but. It was just one of those things, I think, yesterday, and it's not too disheartening. It wasn't the 92nd minute, which I think would have been a real kick in the um, knackers. So, no, you know, it was what it was. Yeah, it would have been a real kick in the, uh, well, I mean, in the ball day. But um, with, uh, with with the goal itself, that came right at the end of the of the first half, Benji, and it was frustrating because Plymouth, dis- I mean, I, I felt we'd started well and then faded, but Plymouth hadn't been in that game at all. And it's just a lack of concentration on a stroke of half-time. So these are the things that Jacko will be very keen to make sure that we don't start allowing to eke into our game again. Because we did have problems with that at times in years gone by. Um, and and uh, yeah, Will made the original save, but there was Kieran Agard to get the second. Yeah, it's so frustrating to score a goal just before half-time like we did. But... Yeah, I can't blame Craig, really. He he saved a sh- low shot across goal. The the striker's got ahead of Sean Clare. He's in good space to have a good shot on goal. Craig's made a decent save, but unfortunately the bounce from his boots comes straight out to a guy running in. And All right, he's got a little bit lucky. He's come off the inside of the post and gone in. And I saw McGilvray was having a go at the defenders and that for it. Because obviously making a good save and no one there to clear the rebound. But I think it was just a little bit lucky really where it's bounced. Um, But yeah, obviously we have conceded a few goals around that period of time before. Um, But it's just one of those things really. I think the way the game went, you thought we'd come out firing in that second half after conceding like that. But we didn't. Um, And I couldn't have thought of a worse player to lose Dan Washington out of that mm. team to COVID. So yeah, exactly. I think we struggled with without him and we struggled without anyone from the bench to come on and make a difference. And unfortunately, the players that did come on or like Charlie Kirk didn't really show their worth. Mm. Yeah, and that is the, the main concern for me, Tom, that came out of yesterday's game is the fact that we can go pretty strong you know with the likes of Washington but as soon as we lose one or two so like think about when we were playing without Stockley you know that defeat away at Shrewsbury or or conceding twice at Morecambe when we didn't defend very well which we would have been able to do with him and then going yesterday without Connor like you lose one or two and all of a sudden in what is a big squad we just look completely lost you know there should be players on the periphery and we will talk about Charlie Kirk I'll ask Nathan to come up on that as well but we, we, sh- we should be doing better with players who are ready to come in because it is a big squad. 
we debated it on Thursday, didn't we? And, and we said the big thing is those players need to be ready to step up to the same level as the first eleven. And and you're right. I'll again let Nave talk about Kirk as an example, but it goes back to the same point we had right at the start when Adkins wasn't picking Washington. For me, Washington front and center is you know first name on the team sheet. He's he's so crucial to everything we do because of his work rate. Obviously, starting to add goals back into his game as well, but. He just drives that team forwards and you're totally right. That that was our concern and, and so it proved on, on yesterday. With I know we had more than one or two players out, but it makes a big difference and, and that's the thing. And it, you know, we do need a striker. So the fact that Washington came out and we didn't really have anyone to fit in. I know Lecco is probably isn't quite fit anyway and obviously Davison couldn't be there and then when Burstow came on he's far too young to be putting pressure on him. So we need another striker just to replace him. But just generally that that squad needs to be able to step up to the level that those first 11 have been put in week in, week out. So, uh, yeah, they're going to have to step up and, and Jacko will know that. And I'm sure if they're not doing that, he will be the first to say, right, you're not in my side and I'm going to look for someone in January who can who can step in and do that job. Nathan, I mean, you put on Twitter that you think Charlie was brought in to play a 4-3-3. Mm. Um, I mean, it, it clearly, when he had, I mean, even when he did come in under Nigel, he didn't do a great deal. I think he had a decent game up at Fleetwood, but... The wing back role just it doesn't seem to suit him. It doesn't it doesn't suit Pap Soare either, unfortunately. So when Perrington's dropped out, we're, we're struggling down that left hand side. But Charlie came on, and again, it, I mean, other than that cross right at the very end, where, which could have crept in or could have fallen to Innes, I don't think we saw enough from him. And he, and I don't know what he needs. Like, is it game time? Because that was his first appearance, I think, in the first team in about a month uh, off the bench. I mean, is that what he needs? Game time? Does he need a different system? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, because I think you've got. <laughs> Like if there was some, I can't remember who the who the lad was who I was exchanging tweets with yesterday, but you know he's obviously suffering from confidence and he needs to play himself into you know back into confidence. But for me, if you look how he played at Crew, you always had Harry Pickering obviously on the overlap and he'd cut inside. So earlier in the season when we did have the four three three, to be fair to him, we had we were playing Gunter out there, and Gunter's not a marauding sort of overlapping fullback. Um, so he he wasn't really getting the best out of it. Then Jacko's come in. He's not a wing back, you know. He's not that person to run up and down, up and down. He's he's a he, his vision is his best asset, and I just don't know where he's going to fit in unless he can somehow, you know, improve and on in, in a number ten. But obviously, when me and Tom and everyone else went up to Lincoln, we we saw him play there for a little bit, and it was um, it wasn't great. So I do feel for the lad. And he does need to um, get some game time, but you can't drop Elliot or Gilby or you know Dobbo there because they're playing well. So I feel for him, but he just needs to get right, get his head down and and try and get into um, into Jacko's plans. But it's, it, I just don't know where he's going to fit in. He's not a, he's not going to he's not like a, a Connor Washington. Like maybe he can. Maybe, you know he's he's quick. He's not he's not a slouch or anything. So maybe he can. Maybe that's what Jacko's doing. But. In this wing back role, it's pretty limited. Where whereas DJ DJ's coming and he's slotted in quite well, and even Leco up at Sunderland, he's done quite well. But that's not Kirk. Um, he never has, and he was a big fish at um, Crew, and he's not a big fish at Cholton. So mm. maybe he's just adjusting like a fish out of water, maybe. But well, not dead. But do you know what I mean? But, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for pointing out he's not dead. Right, let's hear from uh, Johnny Jackson uh, yesterday. I mean, the result yesterday was disappointing actually in terms of the playoff race as well, because obviously Plymouth were sitting sixth before the game. 
um, eight points ahead of us. So we, if we could have caught up with them, it could be useful. But now we've fallen down to ten points uh, away from the from the uh, playoffs because uh, Plymouth have moved up a bit. We've caught up with someone else in, in seat for now who were ten points behind. Uh, so a bit of a, a kick in the what's it? Uh, let's hear then from Johnny Jackson. I spoke to the uh, the new Alex permanent boss after yesterday's one 0 defeat at Plymouth. No, a disappointing day. Um, yeah, disappointing result, obviously, and don't think that was our best performance today. Uh, a little bit flat. Don't think we. I think we've done enough to get anything out of the game. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a disappointing day. So trying circumstances with, with the cases around the club, but still, I guess you would, would have expected a, a slightly more sort of forward-thinking approach on your side and, and creating more chances perhaps today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I mean that did disrupt our, our preparations, losing losing the two, well, the three lads uh, late on. But um, it was an opportunity for other people, isn't it? And. Uh, you know, they have to be ready to, to grab those opportunities and I, I mean I don't think we've done enough anyone done enough as a team today to um, get anything out of the game didn't test their goalie enough and, and, and was poor really in that final third and how much of a disruption was that losing the likes of Connor and Akin so close, close, so close to the game I mean, when, when did you find out how, how far along the planning had you gone it was later part of the week yeah so I mean obviously if we would have known earlier in the week you know you, you prepare a different way but we've pretty much done all of our, our match prep um, with those guys in mind, so we lost them late in the week, and it does it, it disrupts your preparations, doesn't it? But, uh, and they're obviously, you know, in Akin and uh, Connor, sort of really two really important players in, in in the first eleven, if you like. And I mean, obviously, it's quite a long time still until the the Boxing Day game at Wimbledon. If it does go ahead, will they be in contention for that game? Is it still too early to tell? Yeah, I, I don't know the answer to that yet. Obviously, I mean, our physio as well, Adam Coe, is is not here. He's 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 missing out as well because uh, he's having to isolate so I need to liaise with him really and, and find out what the protocols are and when exactly you know, they tested positive and how long they have to wait and stuff like that I don't really I don't really know the answer to that one. Coming back to the game it didn't feel like there was a, a great deal in the first half probably Charlton edging it in terms of chances until that goal right on the stroke of half time such a disappointing time to concede Yeah I thought we was I didn't think there was anything in the game. I thought there was a period during the first half where we was on top and we missed a couple of chances. I thought that was the time that we could have really sort of stamped our authority on the game and, and should have scored in that period and didn't sort of let them off the hook a little bit. And uh, I think you're just going to go in nil-nil with, with the game in the balance, nothing in it, and then you sort of give a poor goal away like right on half-time, which... which was disappointing because then, you know, you're going in there, you're having to come out and chase the game when... You know, there was nothing in it. We should have gone in level, really. But, yeah, it was a poor goal to concede from our point of view. And it did feel like a different game in the second half, where, where Plymouth were, were creating chances on, on the counter attack and Charlton perhaps struggling to, to create as many as they as they would have hoped to. Yeah, it was. I think they they played they played the conditions well in the second half. They used the wind to their advantage, which perhaps we didn't do do well enough in the first half, and uh, we found it difficult to to get balls up to Jaden in, in the second half with, with the conditions and, and then when we did final for crossing and decision making and execution of, of the pass or it, it wasn't it wasn't our usual usual level so um, yeah, I don't think we've done enough in that second half obviously if the team are to be aware of the likes of Conor and Akin which you don't know yet you'd be relying on some of the players that come in today like of Charlie you've got a chance off the, off the bench to the likes of DJ and, and Jonathan obviously working together on the right hand side and then one of them going forward to try and just add a bit more because they're going to be your attacking players now in, in the next few games if, it, if that is the case yeah, yeah. And they've got to take them opportunities haven't they uh, we, we need to find solutions that if we do lose these players that the, the, the next people, uh, next people in line need to be ready to step up. Um, we haven't quite done that today. 
haven't quite done that for for whatever reason. So obviously we'll have to we'll have to look back at the game and find the areas that we can improve things. And got a good week now to to prepare for Wimbledon. Obviously one of the, the good things today, obviously Ryan coming back from such a long time out. I don't know if you sort of had your hand forced a little bit by the people missing that you had to come on so early. But I mean he's had a torrid time of it, and it's good seeing back on the pitch. Really good, really pleased for Ryan. Probably the one positive from the day, to be honest. Um, wasn't my intention to to even bring him with us. To be honest, we, you know, he was gonna he was gonna stay behind and play play for the under twenty threes on Monday. That was that was the plan for Ryan. But obviously losing Akin, um, losing Deji to an injury as well, uh, I felt like I sort of needed to bring him along really. And then obviously Sean Clare gets gets a little niggle during the game as well. So. Uh, Probably, probably found him on the pitch um, sooner than, than perhaps we thought we, we would. But uh, great to have him back. What can you say about Deji? I didn't realise he was injured, and, and obviously Sean coming off. Yeah, Deji picked up a knock during the week, um, just an issue with his hip, so, which is what Sean, Sean was complaining of as well. So um, hopefully not too serious either of them. But obviously we need to need to look after him now and uh, get get him right for the next game. Hopefully. Just finally, obviously you are now the permanent manager. I guess in a way nothing really changes because it's felt like that for a while now. But I mean, it's, it's a chance to now take hold of this club and, and take it forward and, and an honour that's been bestowed upon you. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's what I've been trying to do to do anyway. So you know, it didn't particularly feel like the first day of a you know, new era for me because I, I've been doing the job and I've been uh, acting exactly how the manager w- would act, and uh, and that won't change. I'll continue to. You know, to do everything I can to move this club forward. I think it's a great, great opportunity for me, a great honour, um, one that I'm very proud of and, and uh, thankful for. And as you know, with me, I'll, I'll give it everything that I've got um, to move the club forward, and I'm sure we can do it together. Cheers, Johnny. Hope you have a nice Christmas. Cheers, Lavender. You're concerned, Johnny, is it with the COVID cases as a manager? Is it? Is it? It must be tricky for you going into games not knowing who's going to be available. Really? Yeah, it's tricky. It's it's, it's proving difficult at the moment. Um, I thought we was sort of we was doing okay. We was quite lucky, and then obviously this week, I think it's just gone a bit crazy, isn't it? Uh, everywhere, really, in society, in football, seen hardly hardly any games on today. So you do wonder, um, you know, what's going to happen, especially you know back in London next week. I just I don't know what the situation with other clubs is, but yeah, we're all. I mean, we're, it's happening everywhere, isn't it? It's been so hard for you going into quite a congested, you know, festive program. No one really knows which games are going to be on and off. No, no, you just have to prepare properly. But it's just difficult mm. when when you have to have preparation all week and then um, that that happens and you have to change you have to change around what you know what you was going to do. But um, you know, it's just the nature of the world at the minute, isn't it? You have to be ready for these um, uncertainties. There we go. That was Jacko. After the the loss uh, up at Plymouth, um, yeah, I mean, he, he knew it, he knew it wasn't good enough. Again, Mark, I think I've spoken before about how I find it interesting about how he will speak about certain players. Like, so I asked him there about Charlie, sort of wrapped up with DJ, who didn't have the best game, and Leko, who I thought started okay, but like everyone else, faded as well. Uh, about players taking chances because between DJ and Leko, there's two there who will be trying to ease each other out of the side most of the time, and obviously Charlie coming on. Um, and, and he was quite—he was quite clear about that. He didn't think anyone really took their chance. But he, he doesn't do a bayer and come out and say, "Well, you know what, Charlie Kirk was rubbish" or anything like that. He's not—he'll manage things slightly differently. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's as in your face as Bowyer was about certain players. Um, but he was—he was honest enough in his opinion. I mean, when he spoke afterwards to um, Scotty Minto, and you know, he was saying, "Yeah, you know, we weren't good enough. We didn't do enough. We weren't on our game." 
you know, we can work on it and we can go back, analyze it and see where we went wrong and see what we did badly and see what we did well and work on it, which is all you can expect them to do. I mean, I do, I think he's going to dig out someone by name straight away. No, I think if you'd had maybe a run of one or two bad games for him, he might say, you know, he's dropped because he hasn't been doing, you know, what I want him to do. But he is, it's going to sound funny because for someone who's been doing the caretaker job and been there for so long, he is, you know, still going to find his feet with his style. You know, the players obviously respect him and they're going to listen to him. So if he goes in and say, you didn't do enough, that player's going to know they didn't do enough. They can't turn around and say to us, well, actually, I thought I was playing well. They're going to go, you know, you know what, probably I didn't. So I know I have to work harder. Did Kirk do enough to force himself up up the ladder in Jacko's mind? No, probably not. So, you know, that, and that's down to him now to see how he reacts to the work. Excellent stuff. Right, let's have a quick look at some messages. Uh, don't want to dwell too much on the defeat because it's meant to be Christmas. We're meant to be having fun. Uh, we have got our Christmas quiz uh, coming up in a few moments' time. But Dan uh, said that glad that Jacko's finally the manager. Team looked tired, though, yesterday without two of our better players in Famewo uh, and Washington. I just hope that Santa Claus uh, keeps COVID in his sack for the well, I, I, I don't, you don't keep it there, but um, for, the, for the rest of the team, uh, so we can see who, uh, who is playing uh, on Boxing Day. Yeah, it will be interesting to see. I did ask Jacko whether Connor and Akin will be back. Sounds like timing because it depends when they first. You know, it, we'll find out sooner rather than later. But it doesn't help the physios also got it or is isolating at least. Uh, so that doesn't help. Um, uh, Stu says uh, to me they look jaded uh, and lack luster after the initial first 25 minutes. I thought we had control uh, but lacked a midfield uh, from there on in. Tom said I don't think uh, we'd have lost yesterday if JJ had included Martin Sangard on the bench. He's got a hell of a shot on him and knows a lot more about football having played it at school I hear. <laughs> yeah and uh, Alan says uh, tired flat missed Connor massively. Uh, definitely need a striker in January. Another left wing back uh, also as Suarez definitely not grabbing ep- any opportunities. Could JJ have gone to 4-4-2 or another formation uh, when things were not happening for us uh, wish everyone a merry christmas and hopefully a better 2022 right a couple more emails as well reg said uh, finally johnny jackson our manager that's it that's a tweet uh, wife is also happy half season ticket purchased uh, even though i suspect we may not be going to a match uh, anytime soon yeah and, and maybe we'll talk about it very slightly uh, in a few moments time at squared said another poor performance uh, in difficult conditions is anyone detecting a pattern uh, except this time we're missing two of the better players and boy did it show being on top of the first half an hour uh, we seem to run out of steam in the end and Plymouth could have won by more Curbs and Brownie both said it we look flat uh, nobody in the side seems to be firing on all cylinders except for McGilvery who pulled off another couple of excellent saves uh, even our midfield three of Lee Dobson and Gilby who have been excellent in recent weeks seem to be lacking energy uh, big question marks over Soiree Kirk and Jai Simi who all had poor games the positive uh, was a return of Innes, even though it was at the expense of Clare, who had a solid game of defence. Overall, our bench is currently far too weak, as we have nobody who can come on to change a game. Uh, it would have been better for us if the match was postponed, as playing without the informed Washington and Fainwell didn't do us any favours. It's clear now that Jacko's been confirmed as manager. Thomas needs to show some shrewd business in the transfer window in order to keep our playoff dream alive, uh, as with far too many squad players who are just making up the numbers. There are several that could easily be offloaded or farmed out, and we wouldn't miss them. The result isn't a major setback to our hopes, but we can't afford to have too many performances uh, like that from now on as our season started so uh, poorly. Finally, he says, uh, perhaps it would have been better to have a circuit breaker for a few weeks as otherwise matches are going to be decided by how many of a team's key players are out missing due to COVID, which would be ridiculous. Let's see what happens in the next few days. And I think, Ben, you're probably the perfect person to ask about that, actually, because 
I mean, you were due to go to the game yesterday. Um, your train was cancelled anyway, and that sort of made your mind up for you. But, I mean, the, the, the main thing for me yesterday was the uncertainty of fans travelling all the way to Plymouth at what is clearly a difficult time, not knowing if the game was going to get called off by the time we get there. And there was a really late call-off in the Premier League yesterday where fans had to travel. Um, it's not... For, for fans, it's not fair. Before we even asked the question about, well, you know, we, we had to face Plymouth without two of our best players when they didn't have any issues with COVID at all. So it's a bit unequal there. Obviously, injuries happen in, in other seasons, but this is this is slightly unprecedented. So... I mean, would it be better to have a break? I mean, it would cause one hell of a pile-up at the end. But, I mean, you were a perfect example of someone who didn't really want to go all the way to Plymouth and, and battle through train cancellations when you're not entirely sure you need to. Yeah, very true. Um, I did think with the EFL testing coming in that we might have more players test positive and the, the game get called off. I'm self-employed myself, so if if I did catch COVID going on a busy train or in a ground where it's going round at the moment, then I don't get paid if I'm not working. So that did come into my mind and I saw the train got cancelled and I just thought, do you know what? It seems like the, the odds are against me to go today. But it's obviously a, a massive question going round. You've got Thomas Tuchel today saying that this morning Chelsea had some positive results come through and he wanted the game get called off. you got Jurgen Klopp saying... He's not going to sign anyone if they're unvaccinated. And then in the week, the EFL put out something to say that 41% of the players aren't vaccinated in, yeah. in the EFL. So yeah, and 25% question. overall have no intention of getting vaccinated. And I think yeah, some are still so catching up. So, yeah. It's crazy. Um, I mean, yeah, you look you look at yesterday and obviously it went against us. We had two of our biggest players missing in Fanway and Washington who have been doing brilliantly for us. And obviously the game went against us. So we look at that and go, oh, that's probably one of the reasons why we lost. And I'm sure other EFL and Premier League teams, I'm sure Chelsea would be saying, oh, we didn't win today because of players missing. So it's, it's a tough question. It's, it's up to your authorities. But I think money comes into it as well. You've got the Premier League, you've got the EFL all put money into Sky Sports and, and that kind of stuff. They're being funded by them and they want as many games to go ahead as possible. But it probably would make sense to have a break now. I mean, look, I've got my ticket for Wimbledon and I'm really looking forward to that. But it just makes sense to have every player like ready to go again. But who knows how long it's going to go on for us. It's, it's tough to know how when to stop and of course with the World Cup happening in the winter there's already a tight schedule of when the leagues start again so well, that's not one for me to answer that one. Well you gave a pretty solid answer there I mean you, you outlined pretty much all the, the issues with those who do have to make this decision I admit it is a tough one but because we lost I wish the game was off there we go that's how uh, <laughs> that's how cheeky I am on that subject right let's have a break when we come back it's Christmas party time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jaden Stockley. Charlton Live. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live, our final show of 2021. We don't have shows over the Christmas break. Uh, whether we'll have football over it is, is, is another matter at this moment in time, which we don't know. Um, but we certainly won't be having any shows until we come back uh, in January. So I hope you guys uh, have an excellent Christmas to celebrate. Uh, as always, we're going to have our Christmas quiz now. Uh, we've split the, the, the four chaps up into two teams. Um, there's going to be ten questions for each team. Some, uh, some that I'm going to ask, some audio questions uh, as well. Um, obviously, whoever gets the most points out of that will win uh, the, the coveted prize of the 2021 Christmas Quiz Charlton Live winner. Um, I can't remember who won last year, actually, but I'm sure the boys will tell me in a few moments' time. The uh, Oh, no, it was a draw last year. That was it. It was a draw because I uh, wrote a tiebreaker and you were both exactly the same point. So try not to do that again this year if that happens. Um, right, we've got, um, we've got two teams. So the first team um, is it, the return of the successful, at least one year, Nathan and Tom. Nathan and Tom, uh, well done for teaming up again. Remind me of your quiz team name. I don't know. Is it Dragon and Nighthawk or is it Nighthawk and Dragon? Dragon and Nighthawk, son. That's the one. Have we decided which one's which? I don't know Uh, if we ever did. I don't know. You can call me whatever you want, Tom. You'll have to call me Nighthawk. Nighthawk. (laughs) You can call me Dragon. So Dragon and Nighthawk (laughs) uh, in in one. And then uh, Mark and Ben, what's your team name for the quiz? We went with next knee slide, please. Next knee slide, please. Very good. Right. So, Mark, as you just spoke, um, do you want to go... In team one or team two? So that decides which questions you get. We'll go first. First, okay. So you are, was it next knee slides? Slides, please. I've got to write this down on my Excel spreadsheet, as always. I've done an Excel spreadsheet. Dragon and Nighthawk. It still doesn't sound very Christmassy, um, Nathan, but you, you've made, your, you've made your, your, your decision. Right, obviously, um, there will be a sound to tell you when you've got the answer correct or wrong first so if you get the answer to a question wrong uh, you're going to hear from Nigel Atkins for me that's a real kick in the uh, you know in the ball though I guess and uh, also uh, if you get the question right you're going to hear from Steve Brown Steve Brown uh, the only time we've ever heard him express joy at anything but that was after Connor Washington's second goal uh, or or the second goal against Plymouth uh, last time out right so Let's dive into the questions. So the first few are questions I'm going to ask you. Um, you're allowed to confer between the two. There's no stealing of points. It's, uh, it, it, there's a lot of rules for what is essentially uh, not a real quiz because no one gets anything. But anyway, right. So question number one goes to next knee slides, please. How many league games? And no cheating because I know we're doing this. We used to do this in, in the studio back in the day. So I'll be able to check if you were cheating. But I just have to, I just say, you know, scouts on it, please, boys. Um, question number one. How many league games have we lost at home this season? 
Oh, blimmin' heck, man. Yeah. Um, Could be in the 30s if Nigel Atkins was still, was still here. Right, let's go from the top, Mark. Wigan. Accrington. You've got 10 Bolton. seconds. Bolton. Oh, come on. Wigan, Accrington, Bolton. How many, lost. Repl- how many replayed? Oh, mate. Five. Oh, I can't. Four. No, no, no. Come on. Give us five, or, five or six. Five. Well, I wouldn't go that high. Yeah. Wigan, Bolton, Accrington. Definitely. Name me some more. Quite a long five seconds, this, Luke. Yeah, I know. This oh, is come on. This that's is only league games question. as well. Yeah, that's that's the idea of the quiz. You want to say, well, you think it's three, then? Well, that's the only three I can think of. Right, final answer, please, now. Uh, yep, three. Three. Incorrect, four. The oh, uh, the, the game you forgot was at home to Cheltenham. Oh. Uh, there we go. Right, and uh, one for Dragon and Nighthawk. The Christmas duo. Um, how many league games have we lost away from home? This season, obviously. Not ever, because we'd be in the thousands. Oh, it's got to be pretty much all of them. Uh, uh, is this... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is it including just league games, is it? League games, yeah. So we've played, uh, what, 20... We're halfway, haven't we? So we've well, played 23. So we've yeah. played 11 or 12 away. Yeah, so what, Lincoln... How many have we won so far this season? A well, our first... Our first win away was the day I got back from holiday, but I can't remember when I was, and that was in October, early you October. You can't remember but... where you went on holiday? No, I can't remember what the game we won, and I was coming back on holiday that day, because I remember listening to it at the airport. I'd whoa, say, whoa, 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 where's this countdown be... clock at? Yeah, it's got to be seven or eight, I reckon. I don't know, I reckon, f- I'll say six, but if you want to go seven, go seven. Or eight. Right. I'll, six I'll or say seven. six. Or... Final answer, please. Seven. Well, it's just occurred to me, I forgot to play the sound, so you've gone for seven... For me, that's a real kick in the. Uh, you Don't know. tell me it's six. Six. Oh, I forgot to play the sound for uh, for, for Mark and and uh, Benji. So here you go. For me, that's a real kick in the. Uh, you know. I don't want you to miss out. Right, next question is for next knee slides, please. Who was Connor Washington's first league goal against this season? Ah, oh, simples. Uh, the penalty against Oxford. That was. Yeah. Was it, Mark? Just... Yes, yeah. That was yeah. our first point. Come on! Correct. First point on the board. So, 1-0 uh, to... Next knee slice, please. I can't go over these team names. Right. Uh, a similar question for, for Dragon and Nighthawk. Who was Jaden Stockley's first league goal against this Crew. season? Crew, 100%. Joe, I see he got the early header back post. Jaden scored, uh, scored second. Was that before Milton Keynes, yeah? Yeah, it's league games, isn't it? Yeah, league games only. Yeah, it's the game, oh, yeah, to, that's the, it's the game we well, bought Dave with me, 2 0. Yeah, 100%. For me, that's a real kick oh. in the, uh, you know. It was Milton Tom Keynes was away. right there. Milton Keynes Tom away. Was that was right. our third league game of the season. So after two questions apiece, uh, it's oh, next week's slides, please, who are winning the Christmas quiz by one point to nil right our first audio question uh, is coming up for next knee slides please I'm going to play you uh, the commentary of one of our goals this season I need you to tell me who scored it and who it is against oh, Blackett Taylor controls immediately inside the pounds here Blackett Taylor ball across goal there's the equaliser there's the impact Blackett Taylor lovely first touch to get past Freeman ball across goal it's on hand so, who scored that goal and who was it against? Next knee slides, please. Oh, man. Um, so, it's equaliser. I 
Freeman. Who's Freeman? Equaliser. Boy, do you think in Portsmouth? When we equalised... Are you there, Mark? You yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, mate. I'm just thinking. Um, <laughs> I think Ben's um, implying you're not bringing much to the table there, Mark. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just no, thinking. No, no, I'm, yeah, Equaliser. So, and it sounds like... But it sounds like it was There's very... the impact. There's the impact. So it's as if it's like... We just brought him on. So we wouldn't bring him on early. Maybe... I can just think Portsmouth when we scored. Who scored? Uh, was like, which one did Lavelle score? Wasn't it? No, no, Lavelle scored, didn't he? From that game, I remember it was two-two against Portsmouth. You had Claire and then Davison equalised in the last minute. We we made it one-one. They made it two-one, two-two. Well, not last minute. Davison scored about ten minutes, four minutes ago. Go with that then, mate. Pom- Pompey and Davison. No, it was uh, Claire, I think, that one. Claire. So what's, what, what do we have to do, Louis? Well, you need to tell me what your final answer is. I need the goal scorer what? in the game. Oh, I'd say Claire against Portsmouth then. For me, that's a real kick in the, uh, you know. Oh. Josh Davison against Portsmouth. <laughs> You're so close. You guys are really good at getting Josh really Davison. close. Josh Davison? Who scored the last goal then? Josh Davison scored the yeah. equaliser about three minutes from time, as you mentioned. What, he scored both? No, he got, no. no, Claire got the first one. Davison got the second one. Just, just, oh, 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 I thought it was at the, the second half goal. Uh, no, it was an impact because I think Blackett Taylor had only just come on. Right, uh, boys on the Dragon and Nighthawk. Dragon, <laughs> Dragon, are you enjoying the quiz? Uh, not yet, no. Nighthawk? Uh, absolutely not, no. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Right, I need, you to tell me, I, need, I need you to tell me who scored this goal for the Addicts. Lee sends it forward. Again, on the run, trying to push Edmonds Green out of the way. He does, and he's on the ball now. Up Stockley on the overlap, takes a shot, he's in! Chumlin, the equaliser! <laughs> will complain there was a push on Edmonds Green. <laughs> Did enough, got the ball in his feet. <sighs> who scored the goal and who is it against? Edmonds Green, I f- f- can't even think who he plays for. Yeah. The, g- the goal rings a bell. Yeah. So, Lee, so Lee, Lee signed quite late, didn't he? Yeah. I think it was at home because I was there. It was just before I went away. It was Tuesday night. Can you remember where you went on holiday? Yeah, Mexico, but that doesn't help us. No. So, who well, did we play Tuesday night? Was it Rotherham? We played Rotherham on a... Ch- I know we, 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 we lost to Stanley on, uh, again, um, on a Tuesday. I think it was Rotherham. Yeah. I'm going to go with you this time. Cause you know we scored that time. late goal. It was it was one all, wasn't it? Yeah, that's when we played really well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd uh, assume it's Connor. Because... Yeah, that was that, cause that, that was when it was like last 15 minutes, wasn't it? Yeah. And they went yeah, one yeah. nil up, didn't they? Yeah, all right, we'll go with that one then. Go on then. Final answer? Yeah, yeah Connor Washington. Against? Uh, Rover, Rover. I think Rotherham. Yeah, Come on. Go on the Welsh. Oh, there we go. go on the Welsh. Well, there you go. Three questions each, and it's one apiece in the Charlton Live Christmas quiz. Right, uh, question four. Next knee sides, please. Other than uh, Craig McGilvery, who has made the most league starts this season? Play along at home. Play along at home. No cheating. Fame won't. Yeah? Cool. You're confident there, Mark. That, that was some yes. confidence there from the chef. Yep. Yeah? Yep. Well, if you're so confident, I won't go against you. Yes, final answer? Yep. Oh, Mark, Excellent super. stuff, yeah, even with, yeah, how did you know, Mark? Yeah, I bet I reckon he's cheating. Even uh, with, uh, what, do you, what do you consider cheating, Lou? Uh, looking at the stats. No. 
Well, How about just being generally brilliant? Oh, there we go. Well, I just, we go. I just didn't expect it of any of you, really. So I'm, I'm really <laughs> pleased. Right, um, on to Dragon and Nighthawk then. Maybe a slightly tougher question, but... Uh, oh, cheers, mate. Well, oh, mate. Cheers. It was luck of the draw, whichever one that Mark <laughs> chose, whether he wanted to go first or second. So I'm asking you, who has had the most league appearances off the bench this season? Oh, Corey? That's a tasty little one. Tasty, yeah, a tasty little question. Tasty little number. Tasty little pig in blanket. Well, who's... There ben Watson the, came a lot, on a lot, didn't he, for the first part? He was coming I'm on just trying to think... To, if we were always losing, I'm, the way I'm trying to think of it logically, but I could be wrong, mate, is someone who could change a game. Yeah. And the only thing I can think of is someone with pace, and it'll be like... Blackett, Taylor, Corey Lecker, or Lecco. Yeah. Because Kirk then, was coming on a lot at the start as well. Hmm. I don't, I'm trying to think, yeah, like you could bring old... Your first thought was Blackett Taylor. Yeah, so... but that's that's just me just being me and I could, and I'm, obviously my brain don't work normally at the best no, of time. I know that. That, that yeah. is a problem you've had a, a lot, Nathan, <laughs> you being yourself. This is this is what we struggle with every yeah. year, but... <laughs> Dragon and Nighthawk bickering already. <laughs> I if, think... I, if I had to have a stab, that's who I would say, but uh, it do, feels you think, right do you think the of old... anyone else? No, it feels right in the chestnuts. So right, I and that is a Christmas a nut. So right, let's have your final yeah. answer, please, chaps. Yeah, go, Corey, Corey Blackett Taylor. Yeah, Correct. Go on, son. Get nine, in now. Nine appearances Dragon. off the bench uh, before yesterday, and he didn't come on yesterday, so it remains at nine. So wow, what what a game this is! What a quiz we're having. Four questions uh, for each side, and it's two two uh, as we go in to uh, round number five. Next, these slides, please. What is the earliest goal we've scored this season? In the league. Oof. Oof. Mark, I think oh. I know that one. Oh, yep. Benji. Was, Benji's at the I wheel. Was there. He was, was there. Minutes, was mad. It was DJ at Morecambe, surely. Yeah, it was about two Would minutes, you... wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that answer. was well early. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I'm with you, mate. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, second minute, uh, DJ scored against Morecambe. 3-2 to next knee slides, please. Right, earliest goal. We've conceded this season, Dragon and Nighthawk. And... It sounds like a harder question, but actually there's two answers that came in the same minute, as in, not in the same game, but there's two teams that scored against us in the same minute this season. So if you get either of them, I'll give you the point. Who is that, who is that, who is that team we were pony against, Tom? Oh, you're going to have to that narrow it down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you want me no, to start? No, no, so they, we were at home. We were definitely at home. Why didn't go? Yes. we were absolutely awful. That was, and that was the one where I didn't want to go because I didn't want to risk not being able to go on holiday. Yeah, Because I yeah. went the week after. And who scored? They like, scored off like four minutes or three minutes. Did they? Line, I'm sure someone scored early. It was it was definitely early. I mean, it was first ten minutes. I'm just thinking. Do we have to have the player? No, just, just the oh. team. Just the team. Because I'm I, think, I can't. I can't think of many others where it's been first ten. And that was definitely first ten minutes. The I'm, only other one would be Bolton, obviously, hammered us. But yeah, I think all... Weren't we didn't like Pompey scored up? for? Didn't Pompey score early as well? Didn't they score a banger? That Kurt, Curtis dude. Oh, he did, didn't he? I don't know. I don't. I, yeah, I can't remember if we went one 0 up in that one though. Or did we? No, I can't remember that. Go one down. I'm pretty Chel- sure. Cheltenham, we were definitely bad, and it was an early goal. So I, I'd yeah. be more confident. Yeah. So let's have your final answer. Right, Cheltenham. Yeah, well, Cheltenham and Portsmouth both scored at the Valley oh, after six nice. minutes, so um, so you could have had either. Now, this is a round I've been looking forward to. It's another audio round. Um, it's one we've done in years gone by, uh, normally with the current manager, because of the way the season's gone, it's with a, the former manager, Nigel Adkins, uh, gives his post-match reaction to me after a game. Uh, so I'm going to play it to you next knee slides, please. I need you to tell me uh, which game is Nigel Adkins talking about here. And then we look at the 90th minute. It's 1-1. We're wanting to try and win the game. 
it's a stonewall penalty. It's a stonewall penalty. The player has grabbed Jaden Stockley's shirt, drags him to the ground, kicks him while he's going to the ground. Both the linesman and the referee have gone, yes, he's pulled his shirt, but not enough for a penalty. We go down the other end of the pitch from that, they get a corner. Second phase, could we have stopped the cross? Yes, but the cross has come in. The player is offside when the cross comes in. So for me, that's a real kick in the, uh, you know, fine margins. Didn't go our way today. So what game is Nigel Atkins talking about there? Oh. Next knee slides, please. Well, is he saying we lost that game, Mark? Yes, we did. We lost 2-1 in the last well, minute. It was, I left the game early at Lincoln and it was 1-1. And then I... It's for Lincoln one because it was the throw-in at the end. I'm sure yeah, it came but they had a goal. I thought he had mentioned they had a goal disallowed just before. And then, then. yeah, and then they scored because I come. I went out of Tesco anyway. No one needs to know that. <laughs> but as I went to the station, what did you buy at Tesco? Uh, a couple of beers. Cause right, no, no, we, we don't all... need to know it yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, I can only think of Lincoln because I remember walking out of there, coming out and going, ah, oh, no. And it was a draw was... when you left, yeah. It was a draw. It was one one when I left, and we definitely lost that one. So, and we definitely lost in the yeah. end. Yeah, we'll go so, Lincoln. Then. We'll go Lincoln. Correct. Excellent answer in there from the chap, sir. And it's next knee slides, please. Who have taken a four-three lead? That interview. I was asked on Friday on, on Radio London what was the most awkward interview. That was definitely the most awkward one because I was fuming with the performance, and then he came out and said we lost on um, on fine margins. I went up to Ollie and asked him if he was taking a piss. Um, obviously not when Nigel was there, but he was sacked a few days later, so it doesn't matter. Right, this one is for Dragon and Nighthawk. Uh, what game was Nigel Atkins talking about here? Second half, obviously, it's a close game. Uh, they've gone and scored. Gone and scored 73rd minutes. My last 73rd, 75th minute. And then we've got to try and get ourselves back in the game. Connor Washington could have just scored straight after that. Josh Davidson hits the post. Uh, but then they've gone down the other end and scored a, a couple of later on goals. A couple of deflections in there. That obviously uh, makes the scoreline. And the mood around the whole stadium, one that we don't want. What are we saying, boys? Oh, I'm almost certain that's Bolton. Yeah, I was going to say, it's going to be because Bolton. Because t- Bolton, times he of the, the, I was good. mad, was Bolton and Crew. Yeah, well, he claimed yeah. we were all right, didn't he? And then he claimed it was them late goals, but we were just crap the whole way through. And yeah, he was, talk, it was just Bolton. talking at the end about the crowd, so it's definitely at home. Yeah, because it was... But lost, that's what that's I the only with. one we've been hammered, right? Yeah, well, yeah, and Bolton and Stanley were the only two... That I remember that it was top. I'm pretty sure I wasn't there for the Bolton game. I'm pretty so, sure it was Bolton. All right, we'll Obviously, go with. I think we'll I go you. We'll go you, Wilshire. Yeah, go on, there son. we go. Wow, what a quiz this is turning out to. Four four uh, after six questions apiece. Right uh, on to next knee slice, please. How many clean sheets have we kept in the league this season? You're asking that to us? Yeah. Oh, blimmin' heck, man! Probably more than we think. Well, yeah, because people have been praising Craig of late. Yeah. Um, so, well, let's think. Go from the top two. again. No, I'm going to have to speed you up. You're going to have to start. Oh, all right. Seven? Yeah. I'd say seven or eight. I think you've got a few lately. Burton, game, obviously Cambridge, Plymouth at home. Go eight then. Go eight then. What's the, what's the final answer? Oh, are you putting the pressure on? Ben? Yeah, go on then. We'll say eight because I think yeah. of the two. Eight clean sheets. Right, Dragon and Nighthawk, how many times have we failed to score in the league this season? <laughs> God. Right, 
Definitely first game of the season. Can't remember uh, Wednesday. Yeah, Sheffield that's Wednesday. One. Who's the one? Um, who's Wigan, the game we, we lost? Yeah, that's when they when that, that Humphreys come off the bench and spanked us yeah. in the ball. Uh, is it just in the league? Did you say? Yeah, but again, I don't want you to sit here and go through the entire fixture of this. Otherwise, we're going to be here forever. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's many more than that. Well, so we had a couple of recent ones though. Shrewsbury was late on. Uh, yeah, failing so to five, score last the whole game. Four, really, it's not late on. Five, four, three. I think three. Uh, three. I think three. I think five. I can't think of any others. Go right, what, what's your final uh, answer? Three. For me, that's a real kick in the. Uh, four. You know, four is the answer. I'm the afraid it was three before yesterday. If you'd answer, if we'd done the quiz yesterday. Oh, forgot uh, about yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Right now, this Bollocks. is a. This is a. Well, talking of forgetting about yesterday, let's hope. Uh, he didn't because this is to find out who was really paying attention yesterday. A uh, question from yesterday's game for next knee slice, please. Uh, who was the first sub that we bought on? Uh, was it Kirk for Soiree? Whoa, 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 whoa. Was it? Kirk for Soiree, you know wasn't it? I think it was the first one. If that's your first answer, go with it. I didn't really... I think it's, I think it's Kirk for Soiree. But uh, Burstow came on last. That makes sense, because Soiree... Someone else came in was pretty after pants, Kirk. So. so I think it's Kirk for Soiree. Yeah. Go for it, Mark. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, there we go. Well, 6-4 lead now for uh, next knee slides, please. So let's see how much attention Tom and Nath were paying to yesterday's game. Who got the only yellow card of the game? Gilbs. Gilby. Right, absolutely no messing from Muller there. <laughs> Superb answering. Right, we're into, our, into round nine. So there's two questions left to go. Currently, it's 6-5 to next knee slides, please. So they could take a real commanding lead here. They could go two points ahead uh, with only two questions left uh, for the, uh, the opposite team. So this is another goal. Um, I don't need the name of the goal scorer, but it's a team that scored against us. I need you to tell me. Which team scored this goal against us? Thompson gets the last header clear, headed back in. It's going to drop. Oh, it's gone in. Joel saying there should have been a foul in there. The referee says no. And the home side have got the goal. Uh, yeah, I got I think that. It's absolutely a foul. Benji, you sound confident. Yeah, that's that one where we thought it was a foul when Dobson went to head it away and they, they pushed Dobson yeah. in the back against Shrewsbury. Mark, you happy yep. with that? Yes, happy, mate. Wow. That is a big, big point for next knee slides. Please, 7-5. And Dragon and Nighthawk only have two questions. So the best you can hope for here is a, uh, is a tiebreaker. You need to get this right to remain in the game. Who scored, which team scored this goal against us? Drive forward for the visitors on his left foot. We'll go for goal. And manages to convert. And have a third. He cut inside Alvin Morgan with a shot on the edge of the penalty area. Call out the Charm defence and the Charm goalkeeper. Make it 3 1. What are we going for? You need the, this, boys. The well, only again, game I could. We're at home, 3 1 down. And Bolton. And Bolton are the only ones we've lost by more than three, right? And yeah, Bolton we lost three to. So it's yeah. got, uh, I just feel like it can't be Bolton again, so I want to say Accrington. I've, I don't know. I've, well, who, yeah, but didn't they have that goal? Because, yeah, but Accrington, Pell had the two worldies. What did he didn't What Bol- did he say? He just said the score was going 3-1, didn't he? Yeah, and it was a deflection. I think it was that Bolton game. You can hear the desperation in their voices here. I think it's a Bolton game. Oh, I don't know. 
You said you weren't at Bolton, though. No, I, no, I watched it when I was in Cos. Uh, okay. I don't, it's, surely he's not putting Bolton as the answer twice, though. How does the mind of Mendes work? That's what you need to know. Uh, and don't call don't him Shirley. Started. <laughs> uh, uh, I just think, I just can't remember. Accurate and, oh, did accurate, what was that? Pell got two, and I just can't remember what the, if the other one was a deflection. Right, go with your gut, because I, yeah, I wasn't at Bolton, so I could be thinking of something completely different. So if right. you think it's Accrington, then... Let's get a final answer then, please, oh. chaps. You need this to stay in the game. I'm going Accrington. Get in there. Ethan Hamilton boy. for Accrington. Oof. Well, so they remain in the game. Dragon and Nighthawk into the final two questions. I'm going to switch the order around here, because obviously if uh, Team 1 get it straight away, uh, then that just ruins any chances. So Team 2, it's the Johnny Jackson special round. Dragon and Nighthawk, you need this to stay in the game. How many Premier League goals did Johnny Jackson score during his career? Premier League? You should Premier know League this. Only. You're a Spurs fan, aren't you? Well, yeah. Jack, yeah, Jacko, Jacko, I know he scored against us against... I it was a cup game, the free kick. Only... I think it was only the one. Isn't that it? the only one he scored? I seem but to remember an interview game, where he talks about it. Oh, was it? That was that was when we went to when I think Chris Powell scored and then I think Jose Dominguez come off the bench and tore. If that was cup, if that was cup, then he never scored. that was I'm pretty sure that's the only goal he ever scored for them. But then surely old Maritime Mendes won't put zero in a quiz. So uh, it has to have been in the league then. So it's got to be one. We'll go one then. Go on, boy. Well, it, oh, it man, feel... I thought you was talking yourself out. Of that yeah, one. that feels like that feels like when you have a shot that's going 25 yards wide and accidentally deflects in because that goal <laughs> against us was his only Premier League goal. It was a 4-2 win for Spurs at the Valley. Um, I don't know why he bothered scoring that. He hates Spurs because he's an Arsenal fan. He loves Charlton. I don't know what he was thinking. Right, so it's 7-7 going into the final question for Team 1 on the Johnny Jackson special, our new manager. This is for the title. What part of London... Was Johnny Jackson born in? Easy. I will, I will take Arsenal the borough. Fan. Arsenal fan. What? What do you mean? You, you're surely asking for north, south, east, west, right? No, I'm asking for the but. Sorry, yeah. So clarify, I'm asking for the borough of London that Johnny Jackson was born in. Well, Arsenal's in Islington. I think it's Camden because I remember him saying once on a podcast because he was friends with a tennis player that come from the same place. I met him at Wimbledon once. Jamie, Jamie Ward. Fascinating That's insight. Tough to ask us what flipping borough. I thought you meant what North London. That no. was obvious. Well, what country was he born in? Come on. This is a real yeah, quiz, cat, Ben. You're asking them at what goal he scored at when, when I was at the game. All right, Benji, I can see the pressure's getting to you. Just answer the question. Come on, this is leave, for the leave win. Benji, mate, it's all a bit fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Camden just because I remember it being like iconic, but I know it's North London 100%. Okay, we'll go with Camden then, mate. Is that your final answer, Ben? Yeah. This is we'll for the quiz. Benji, ben, ben, ben Benji is tennis player, sure mate. Camden. Yeah, Wald. Tennis player, mate, if that gives me a point. There you have it. They take it at the very death by eight points to seven. Next knees slides, please, are the Cholton Live Christmas quiz winners in 2021. Dragon and Nighthawk, what do you have to say for yourselves? Uh, Well played, fellas. I just think that that we started like a little stumble bum at the beginning and uh, we've only got ourselves to blame and uh, we just go again next year. Change of manager. (laughs) Talked ourselves out of two points, haven't we, there? Two points that would have won it. You could have won it 9-8. I mean, fair. Just out of uh, just out of interest, in the spirit of Christmas, can we get 0.5 percent uh, percent 
points of those first two because like we just no all right fair enough no, you no but well done fellas no that was yeah, yeah too good. Even, all right, still give them a 0.5 they're still lose so I'll give you 0.5 you've lost 8 7.5 we had two questions that we got in reverse order you know so but no it's fine listen what was the tiebreaker what was the tiebreaker the tiebreaker I mean we ain't got much time I'll tell you guys afterwards because we have gone well over time we'll play the tiebreaker after uh, I'll stick it in as a bonus feature on the end of the pod. Right, so, um, yeah, we've come to the end. Uh, thank you to everyone who's listened to Charlton Live uh, throughout 2021. As I said, this will be our last show uh, until the new year. We're, we're praying that we're going to get to see some football in between now and then. But obviously, uh, if you guys can stay safe in between in between now and then to make sure uh, that you can enjoy Christmas uh, with your families. And I look forward to seeing you guys, uh, as I said, in the new year. Thank you to everyone who's been part of the show uh, this year, including those boys who've been on it uh, this evening. Nathan, Tom, Mark and Ben Cheers boys Cheers mate Cheers Cheers guys Thanks Merry- for listening everyone Merry Christmas One and all I will play you out uh, With our favourite moments From uh, the season so far Merry Christmas everybody Gunter with the cross It's a search across Jai That's a lovely header To land Jai To Stockley Can he get there? Stockley Still with it Jaden Stockley In the penalty area, Lecco with the shot and scores! Jonathan Lecco, cross goal, comes to Stockley! What a finish, Addison, Jaden Stockley! Cross towards the far post, can Stockley get there? He can! That's it! He's gone in, has it? Yes! Now it has! And Sean will have the goal! There is the final whistle! Sean have come to the stadium alight in Johnny Jackson's first game in caretaker charge. And I've come away with three. Come away with three points and a clean sheet is couldn't have asked for any more. All into the box of danger. Stockley can't flick it on, but Lee. It's gone straight in. Washington steps up, right footed, and scores. Joel make it two. Drills it. Spilled by Dahlberg. Comes off Stockley. And Joel have their first. Harrington with a header. And it gone beyond the keeper and has. And he's got his goal. Push Edmonds Green out the way. He does, and he's on the ball now. Oh, Stockley on the overlap. Takes a shot. He's in! Seeming lifts it into the area, flicked on by Fabo, and there's yes. the goal! Headed home by Purrington. Tries it towards the far post. He'll come down to Purrington with a shot, and it's in! Ben Purrington gives Sean the lead! Washington on that right hand side, he's in space, Washington. Into the area he goes, can he drill it home? Yes, he can! Oh, better Washington! Towards the pounds here, Connor Washington, saved by Walton, Stockley! Gives Chelm the lead! Super work, Gilby turns inside, can he finish? Yes he can! Super goal from Chelm! First time cross, Washington controls, Connor Washington! Chelm out the lead! The ball into the box, Washington, little touch, gets it back Washington, and yeah. scores!
Alright, so you want so you guys want to do the um Yeah, we'll have a tiebreaker question. Alright, so the tiebreaker question and if you guys just yes. sort of maybe text each other or something, is what Ooh. is the right. So we we've had recently three Fill the Valley games with each one had an attendance announced and I wanna know what the total is oh, of those three games added up. So and I'll give you guys like literally about thirty seconds, so come up with an answer. <laughs> Pen. Which uh, three did you say? Last three. I can't. I can only remember two of them. Yeah, Plymouth, Ipswich, and Cambridge. Oh, Plymouth, Ipswich, and Cambridge. Uh, so obviously this is the announced attendance, which was clearly false. But what was the total of the three announced attendances? Tom, I just sent it in the in the wrong bloody thing. <laughs> That's right. You can do it. You can do it in there. It's fine. <laughs> the total. The total guess. It's literally. <laughs> Yeah, just pick pick some numbers. That's got to be close. Right, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll go with that then because I would say that around that. Look at them just adding it up again. Yeah. Uh, Is it on the website, lads? Or I've got I've got <laughs> all the. <laughs> Yeah, boys, where are you looking to find it? Because we we can't find it anywhere. We literally just text in about thirty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I heard no, a calculator no. going, lads. Come on. No, no it's it's. Yeah, go with that then, Mark. Yeah. Right, so the boys have been conferring. A dragon and Nighthawk. I mean, let's see if you can rescue some pride out of this quiz. I mean, even with the name Dragon and Nighthawk, you probably haven't. But what's your guess for the three attendances added up? We've gone 74,529. <laughs> 74,529. It's a guess. Next knee uh, next slides, please. What's your guess for the, the tiebreaker question? We went for 75,000. 75,000 exactly. Yep. So the actual attendance is, and don't forget this is the real quiz, 77,352. So Dragon and Nighthawk, you were 2,823 under. Absolute shambles. Next, next, next <laughs> Let's make it clear slides, we're both wrong, though. You were too, Yeah, you're unlikely to get it exactly right. Well, uh, I'm next, just saying. slides, please, were 2,352. Don't be, don't be so, handing out... Kindness points just because they guessed a nice easy number. <laughs> so they oh, we've done the double. So they've yeah. done the double. They've won. Well, they haven't. They got it wrong. Well, no. Well, no. But we I got mean, it again, less wrong. Again, it's well, whoever it's gets wrong. closest. So there you go. Whoever's listened to the end for the the extra tiebreaker bonus content just thinks even less of you, Tom and Nathan. You've embarrassed yourself. Again, with one we've been uh, we've been bulldozed, haven't we? Yeah. Bulldozed I mean, is over. Your, is that your Christmas ruined? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent, mate. That's it's made mine. mine. Well, that's made sick. mine. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> sick. I'm embarrassed <laughs> for you. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. See you later, you bunch of beep. <laughs> when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. 
That's stamps.com. Code program.